Hello, welcome to Processed. Um, this is a, a podcast about just the artistic process, trying to find some commonality between artists. My first guest is Oliver Hybert. Uh, he's a, a visionary artist, a psychedelic artist, um, a filmmaker, a musician, um, and really one of the most prolific pop artists of of our generation, I believe. Um, you can find his all of his work on Instagram at Oliver Hybert, O L I V E R H I B E R T. Um, check it out. Uh, without further ado, here's the podcast. Thank you very much, Oliver, for coming on. Um, I appreciate your time, man. Hello, Joey. Yes, my pleasure. Um, Thanks so, for having me. Thank you. Um, so, what is your background? Like, where did, where did you come from? How did you start making art? Um, well, I always drew um, when I was a kid. And I don't know, like most kids do, I guess. I just kind of started that way. And, um, I don't know, you know, I was a kid, like, in class with no friends, drawing, not doing my work and stuff, and that's just what I was always into, and then by, like, 15, um, um, I kind of took it a little bit more seriously, I was exposed to some new things, um, I had some artists in my family, and I, I kind of saw painting as like this next level thing than from drawing I guess for myself and I wanted to start trying that out so I started painting when I was 15 and you know like I said I was exposed to a lot of things around that time too like 60s art and music and Peter Max and the Beatles and just you know I was kind of eating all that stuff up and I think that just you know, it, it just totally came out in my artwork and was inspired by all those things and I just started painting, so um That's so cool. That's I, I I never um, made that connection between you and Peter Max, but there there definitely is one. Oh yeah, for sure. Just you know, the colors, the flat I mean, everything is about his work is amazing up until, I don't know, late seventies or eighties and things kinda change. But um yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, and I, I went to, I had this, like, art class in my um, sophomore year in high school, and I had this art teacher that kind of, like, believed in me and kind of saw me taking it seriously and saw my talent, and I actually moved and transferred school, so I ended up going to this kind of small art school my junior year in high school, and school like you know it was like a legit art high school but kind of really like pushed me into like oh this is like a real thing like other kids are like doing art and these teachers take it seriously and like this is like a legit thing and after that it was kind of um you know I 
dropped out of school, actually. Went to high school my junior year, and I was so wrapped up in painting and being as creative as possible that I, at that point, I was like, fuck school. Like, I hated school anyway, but I, um... Yeah, I... It was taking too much of my time, almost. Like, literally, I wanted to just be in my studio and work all the time. And my mom and girlfriend were super supportive at that time. My mom was always, like, into art. She's not an artist, but, you know, like, me and my brother and stuff were... Oh yeah, I've I've seen some of your brother's artwork as well. It's it's very beautiful. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, he's, he's super talented too. Uh, but we were kind of like exposed to a lot of that as kids. Um, just like my mom collected like different art and stuff, but like she was just really into Renaissance art and um, impressionism and like Gustav Klimt and uh, you know Miro. Like she's just kind of like all over the place, but like with like that me so we're, I don't know we're exposed to like art and like kind of like the seriousness of it but um that's fantastic so you had like like rich soil in which to grow yeah to an extent but you know there's always like some twists and turns in there because like at the same time we were like raised really religiously and so like uh. it, um you know we were raised to help as witnesses so like anything like like tarot cards for example was like that is like fucking evil you know everything was like right. evil. so like by the time like I started painting I was completely out of the religion but I was also exposed to all these taboo things and like my eyes even opened up towards all that stuff which you know probably affect me forever now um Right, and and you recently made uh, a couple decks of tarot cards. There's the secret tarot, and was it the like the major arcana? Um, yeah, well, I, I redid like the whole tarot series based off of the like old school Rider Waite deck. Um, so I did like that full deck, and then I started my own too. That's so cool. That's that's something that I aspire to eventually do. Um, what was it like doing that? Like, what was it like? Was there a journey within it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I learned a lot, like, just about tarot cards in general and stuff. Um, obviously, there's everything has a meaning within each card and all the imagery and symbolism. But, um, you know, at the same time, I don't. Like, I still don't know how to read tarot cards. Like, I couldn't, like, sit down and give you, like, a legit reading because I, I actually don't even really want to. Like, for me, like, I, I like, <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, I, some people laugh at this or whatever, but, like, the less I know about something, like, the more special it is because you kind of have, like, this um, picture in your head of, like, well, how weird is this and how like things get right. like, less weird like yeah. once you know them so like I always try to keep like a certain distance away from things that I get attached to because it's just like you peel off the mask you know it's like seeing the um, learning all the like tricks from a magician like the, the, the yeah. boring after that so like yeah Al- Alan Watts like, 
um, Alan Watts said that um, the Catholics had the good sense to keep the Mass in Latin because no one understood it. So, like, as, like, a sort of magical ritual, it, it worked, it had more efficacy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I would agree with that. That's, I don't know, I like things to be, it's, it's like, you know, I'm not gonna, like, I don't do this ever, and I never will, like, people ask, like, what a painting is about, like, specifically, and it's like, if I tell you, <laughs> it, you know, it may ruin it for you, so, like, it's also such a multifaceted thing. Yeah, and like it, it, like you know, people could say like, "Well, it's bullshit" or whatever. Like, you just don't want to say or like whatever it is. But it's like, no, it doesn't matter like what it is to me, really. Like, but that's like my business. And then if you can like translate it in your own way, like that's what it means. So it, it just whatever you think it means is is your right just like anything in life like religion or uh, maybe not politics but um right um so what what in your mind differentiates uh like a work of art from say just like ornamentation or something is is there something in your mind that that differentiates those two things um, yeah, but I don't know, that, that's, that can be like a blurry line, um, I, I, I mean, I think if you change something, it, it goes beyond orientation, you know, all of a sudden you're transforming something, so I think if it leans more on the transformative side, it's, it would be art, but... Very cool. Yeah. That's a cool definition. I like that. Um, so, so how does something come from sort of its base material uh, as an idea into like a, a fully realized work of art? Like, is there any any part of the process of that throughout all the projects that you've done that feels um, central to all of them? Um, like, I mean, like, physically, or just, like, ideally, like, in my head, or, like... In any way. Well, I don't know, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's like, most of my work I do is, is a piece of, I don't know, some, like, other, some other existence, like, that exists inside of me, but not in this world, so, like... I'm always pulling from this world. Um, yes. Sometimes I look around a bit and stay in it, and sometimes I go exploring it, but it's always from the same thing, even when I'm trying different things and different mediums and all that. Um, I'm still, like, pulling from this, like, weird place of, like, the uh, world I want to exist, but it doesn't, but I make it exist anyway, so... And then, like, uh, physically, it's just everything comes from the same place, which is, like, drawing for me. So if I'm going to sculpt something, I'm going to draw it first. If I'm going to, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe that's too, like, literal, but... No, that's that's um, perfect. That's a really good answer um, to, like, a, a really complicated, weird question. Um, no, well, it, it, 
complicated weird question to me. So yeah. <laughs> if I stumble a lot, like, don't take it personally. I'm just, I'm not like, I'm not the greatest with words. I don't know. Like, I. I Oh no, I think that was that was genuinely like a really insightful answer. Um, yeah, I just wish I could like um, uh, like project images in your mind instead of words. Like, <laughs> I wish I could communicate to everyone that way. Just yeah. Um, so so something that we have a mutual love of is bilateral symmetry in art. I, I've been making these like sort of fractals that are bilaterally symmetrical and it's partly influenced by you, partly influenced by like people like H.R. Giger um, and sort of like holy art and I've found that this symmetry almost has like a holy quality to it. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about like that symmetry that, that a lot of your art contains? Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, yeah, man, but that's, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't think I could ever even explain it. You probably explained it better than me right there. It's just, there is something magic about it. I don't know, I don't know why. And I feel like even subliminally, for people that aren't artists or whatever, they see that or feel that too when they, and you see something symmetrical, and I, I don't know why that is. Like I don't, I don't know if symmetry is a natural thing or if it's totally not. Like in nature, I think it can be, but um, I mean, that, that I guess everything is depending on how deep you go into the mathematics with all the golden ratio and like just like all that crazy stuff. But like, I I don't know. Like yeah, to me, it's. Um, there's nothing more like beautiful about it, and I I don't really know why. I mean, honestly, I I feel like that's how I've just like kind of always seen things, and I think it works with like you know when I draw and stuff. I'm not like I I'm I can only be like messy and organic if I really try hard to be like yeah. my natural way of seeing things and creating things like really like kind of like stiff and statuesque and for whatever reason that's how I draw and for me symmetry works really well together it's like you know like a big sandwich of these elements that taste really good together so. absolutely and th there's just so much that you can do with it like you can you can make all of the other sort of formal aspects of it really chaotic and as long as there's mm -hmm. symmetry it can it, it just is cohesive um, we can even throw it off but still make it symmetrical it's weird you know like, true you can have a flower on one side and an hourglass on another and two totally different images but it's, you can still get that vibe and then you can like you know divide that into fours and make like a double Symmetry. Like I don't even know what that's called, but right, right. Um, yeah, it's kind of endless. It's weird. So, so has sort of like uh, sexual imagery always been a part of your artwork? Because um, nowadays it it certainly is. There's a lot of like natural forms of of human bodies and and like sexual imagery, um, mm -hmm. and it brings like a really powerful tone to your pieces yeah um yeah i mean 
For the most part, yeah. Like, uh, I, I think I've pushed it at times more, and then I've just gone in other ways at times. But, yeah, it's always kind of there and always kind of has been since I've started painting even. I mean, I remember like one of the first time, one of the first times I got in trouble for drawing, like I was super little and uh, my parents used to have like a nanny that would come to our house and stuff and we were in church and I ended up, I, I saw her naked. I think that was like the first time I saw a naked woman and uh, <laughs> I ended up drawing her and, and I was in church I drew her and I got like yelled at and whatever so oh, I don't know if that like is some weird thing that's like stuck with me or whatever <laughs> I don't think it's like that specific but like so I guess I've always kind of been interested in you know the the female form and the hum, human form um, and I probably always will be because like, again it's, it's another one of those things in my world that I pull from that cannot escape this like stable of beauty in my eyes so it's like that's what I'm interested in that's what I want to keep seeing keep experimenting with because I, I just I don't know what else like I don't know what's more like beautiful than a human or the, the female form you know and absolutely it's not you know I, people can take that the wrong way and stuff but you know whatever I mean it's um well I, th- I think yeah like sometimes I mean but it's not always and even when some people think it's sexual it's not to me and maybe when they don't think it is it is to me so right so it's I sometimes that with like the flower you know like a flower to be sexual to me and you know wow so it's I'm it's sure sometimes like an aesthetic appreciation i'm sorry it's sometimes more of an aesthetic appreciation rather than like something like overtly sexual for you yeah for the, yeah overall yeah for sure but you know like we're all human so like we have have interests and I mean, not all of us, I guess, but yeah, like I like sex and all that stuff, so, right. you know, I, I, definitely, that's part of life to me, so like, just as death is part of life, so I'm attracted to sex and sexual Im- imagery, correct, but it's not the main focus for me um, right I, I feel like the thing that that your imagery has in common is that it's all really visceral and primal um, it's all like things that we have like really strong impulses related to um, and so also it makes a lot of sense that like death is another one of your big themes that you would have something juxtaposed uh, like the creation of life you know mm-hmm yeah, I mean, that, that, those things are huge. Like, I can't stop thinking about that stuff. But to me, that's like a serious, important part of life. And as corny or as cliche or overplayed as it is, I don't think any of us can stop um, thinking about that stuff and being aware of it. So right. to me, it's kind of like a celebration of it while I'm still alive. And to just continue to explore it as an artist and as just a human trying to understand 
what the fuck is going on in this <laughs> world or trying not to understand. I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what uh, changed after you had, like, psychedelic experiences? Um, did, did your arts change significantly? Okay, I know yeah, that mine I know did. that, for sure. Um, I, I didn't try, well, I, I don't know. I was, like, 16 or so when I tried mushrooms, and that didn't, that didn't, like, affect my art at all. Um, I feel like that didn't do anything. I, I was already, like, painting and doing weird stuff when I took mushrooms, and... I was really hoping it would, like, I was super aware and hopeful, but no, I didn't notice anything, and then I didn't try LSD until um, I was, like, 29, so, like, only, like, six years ago, I guess, and I thought that would change things, but um, it didn't, so... What I did was I kept doing it, and like a couple of years ago, my stuff kind of changed a bunch because I was ready to like explore some new things, and I wanted to do it with psychedelics, uh, specifically LSD. And after a while, I um, it took a, it took a lot of times, so but I could finally like really like control myself sitting down and drawing and once I could do that different things started happening indeed and my art definitely changed and I wanted it to and I was okay but it <laughs> after a while it got weird and I didn't like I didn't like it in, in, um, I didn't like it affecting my normal art and I feel like it changed me and like I had to like I had to like get, I'm, so, I'm sorry it sounds like like some weird like stoner druggy like but um I, I had know, to like uh, I had to like relearn how I was before I did all these like home acid tests when I was drawing because I was like sitting down and drawing um for like six hours straight right like, tripping the whole time and I was doing that sometimes like a couple of times a week and uh, yeah it like affected me and my art and I started not liking it because like things were like totally breaking out of symmetry and that's okay like I do that sometimes just anyway but um, things became like I feel like I like like I cheated in a way to where I was drawing how I drew before, like, doing those tests. And then I reached somewhere that was different that I liked during the time. But I feel like I skipped all these, like, evolutions in between those two things. And that really, like, kind of, like, fucked with me a little bit. And so I kind of, like, dropped all that, like, acid stuff that I learned drawing for all those hours and being in that state of mind, I kind of like needed to push it away because I feel like uh, for me or the way I did it or whatever, I, I fucked it up and I like 
I skipped too many steps. Like, I jumped up too many stairs at once, and I lost these, like, probably important things in between. Now, I will say, like, I wouldn't recommend doing that because I, I think I would have benefited more if I would have just, like, chilled the fuck out and watched cool videos and, like, listened to music without, like, the pressures of what is this experience or drug right. for me artistically instead of naturally letting things happen. So whenever I do that kind of stuff now, that's how I do it. You know, it's, I don't, I can't like sit down and like pressure myself to be like, <laughs> you know, like coming up with some like groundbreaking shit while I'm on like drugs and stuff because even if I do, by the time I'm like sober and trying to piece everything back together, it, it, it might not make sense or I'm missing things, like I said. Right. So, sorry, that was a really long answer, but... No, that's an excellent answer. Um, that's <clears throat> that's really interesting. I've never heard anybody describe that experience before. Um, my experience of learning how to draw or sort of relearning how to draw was initiated by LSD, and I was looking for something meaningful in my life, and I took it, and I was at a very dark place in my, in my life at the time, and um, it just it was like these like curtains had been opened and there was like light and I saw these forms and I just traced them and I felt this impulse to continue doing it. And I've been drawing every day for like five years or so since then. And wow. And that was from one trip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done more than one, but, um, but that, that one like, was that very one, cathartic. Like, set you forward. Yeah, um, yeah, it really did, and I mean, I I owe my life to it. Like, to me, it's no, it's great. miraculous. I mean, that's like how I felt, but then like I'm glad you didn't feel how I felt after that. Like after a while, like a year or two, like you kept going with it, and it sounds like that that was like perfect for you. So yeah, yeah, it was. Huh. It was it was a great experience. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, I don't want to take all your time, but um, do you have any suggestions of what young artists should be aware of uh, while they're progressing through their their craft? Yeah. Um, stay motivated. Find the things that motivate you, which is inspiration. So always try to be inspired if you can't inspire yourself, which is impossible to do all the time. And when you're doing that, you know, it's, you know, be inspired, but like, period. Like, don't go beyond that. And I think a lot of people fall into that and they try to be something that is not natural to them. Hmm. Um, so be true to yourself while being inspired, I would say, I guess. Um, and then, you know, if you, like, really want to, like, make it a career or whatever, um, school is good if you're that type of person. If you're not, you don't need school at all to be a visual artist. Um, if you feel like you know where you're going. Um, I think we live in a day and age now where if you can handle sharing your art and promoting it 
and working with other people and stuff, you know, that's, that's a really important element to making a living as an artist if you don't want to work somewhere shitty. Yeah, um, yeah. And not being, you know, a lot of artists, because we're sensitive and fucked up and weird, um, musicians as well, and any kind of creative types can, can feel really odd about um, sharing their work and uh, publicly and online and stuff. And I don't like that. Like, I, I did it, and I've been there, but like, at least like put yourself out there and your work and stuff for the other creatives because we all need like to be inspired and to keep pushing each other and again that's a key element for galleries to see you and who anything you just open the door and make you know that's how like you make friends too like some of my best friends i've met online you know and it's amazing so be online and share your work and don't feel guilty and weird about it or promoting yourself and your art because it's important to get out there not only for artists but for your career and um yeah stay inspired like don't let don't let like normal everyday people that don't get what the hell you're doing get in your way you know there's, <laughs> there's always people out there that will understand which again is why you put yourself out there. Um, you know, don't you don't have to always listen to your teacher or your parents or even your friends um, that don't understand what you're doing. Right. So I think that, like for me, is a big one. And like you know, working a lot. Like I mean, for me, it's like you you have to like be working kind of all the time. And if you can make that a normal thing and be natural everyday thing in your life and you'll keep just growing and your craft will get better and better and um excellent well thank you that's that's very good advice um the last question is just uh what are you working on now like what what do you uh want to do in the future yeah um well, I'm trying to get a film done this year. I'm working on like a psychedelic silent horror film. So I've seen like, uh, like right a little clip, uh, like teaser for that. What's that? I think I've seen like a little teaser for for something similar to that that you had on your YouTube channel. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Phantasmagoria. Is that what it's called? Uh yeah, a picnic in Phantasmagoria. Very cool. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I've been trying to like get it started for three years now. So I, I just like need to get it done this year. So that's kind of like my goal. But um, yeah, a lot of like projects and stuff. I, I, I did all the art for like Banner this year. So we're kind of like slowly releasing like the artwork for that. And um, oh wow, I don't know. I like I, I do a lot of like uh, illustration. Um, jobs and stuff that I don't always post and whatever so I don't know like right now I'm working on like a Zodiac book cover for a company and like a lot of like random stuff like that but I'm re-releasing my tarot cards this year and 
So I've been off for like six months now, so I'm kind of like upgrading them a bit. And, um, you know, just painting. So I'm going to have a show in New York, and then I'm deciding if I'm going to have a solo show in Portland in October yet. And I need to decide like a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> we'll oh, see. Awesome. So, but yeah, I don't know. Just create. That's my future plans and try to do as much as I can before I die. So. That's my goal. Well, hopefully that'll be in, in a long, long time. <laughs> we'll see, man. I don't know. Um, you never <laughs> know. That's like why you gotta like do what you can when when you can do it. You know. Very true. Um, what about you? What are your future plans? Um. Well, I'm I'm gonna be recording more of these interviews with with like local artists who I know and um, a couple like online friends of mine who are artists. Um, I'm trying to just like find the bedrock of of artistry, like something solid and structural that that's in common between um, all of these artists who I admire. Um, so that's one project of mine. I'm also working on music and larger scale paintings, uh, and I'm in school right now. Awesome. Yeah, man. What kind of music are you? Um, I do sort of like lo-fi folk stuff. It's it's kind of influenced by like Neutral Milk Hotel, Elliot Smith, uh, like mm-hmm. Wilco. Nice. You make music too, right? Yeah, well, I try to. I, I, if I didn't do visual art music, that's like what I got into first before I got into painting. So, but like ever since I got into painting, it like always took a backseat. So. Yeah. I'm trying to do more now and in the last year. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating, you know. You only have so much fucking time in a day. But yeah, I I I just made this uh, this EP called Snow Globes. If if you want to listen to it, it's like linked on my bio and my Instagram. But um, while what? I was while I was making that, I sort of found that like I assumed it would deplete my energy creatively, but I'd actually like play drums and then I'd have all these ideas for paintings and then I would do the paintings and then the shapes would remind me of like chord shapes and musical shapes and so it was almost this like Ouroboros of like creative energy that I found and I I got Uh, a lot done with it. Well that's kind of like inspiring to hear, I don't know, maybe I need to like push it more and tap into what you tapped into then because yeah man like a perfect marriage if they're feeding each other the thing that really made it click for me was somebody told me that art is decorating space and music is decorating time so i i really thought of it all visually and in colors and things that are natural to me whereas you know like keys for music are less what I naturally feel and then can communicate. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's different powers to them, too. Like, some things you can only express in words or sound or visually. It's like, like, me and my brother talk about it a lot. Like, it's so weird, like, how, like, powerful music is. Like, it almost, like, you can't deny it, no matter who you are. I don't, like, everyone listens to music. Like, it's, like, in us. But, like, like, isn't it, like, weird that, like, you know, people are, like, driving in their car or whatever, and they're listening to music, but, like, 
they're not, they're not like looking through like an art book, you know, like, <laughs> like it's such like a weird thing. Like music has so many more, like you can't even see it or anything. I mean, really, but you can like, um, experience it like almost no matter what you're doing, you know, like, yeah, if it's fucking, if you're driving, if you're in a plane a million feet in the air, like it's so weird, but and it's just like so much more accessible because like like you can stand in front of a a Rothko painting for like 20 minutes and then finally it something clicks in you and you feel something profound or you can just like hear the hook of like a a good pop song or something and like it'll like make you have a breakdown or something right yeah yeah it's weird i don't know they they have their own powers but that's cool that you're you're getting a handle of some bowl. Yeah, well, happy to hear that. Thank you, man. I I really appreciate your support and and interest. Hey, yeah, likewise, man. Well, cool. We're just living, trying to do our fucking thing, right? You know. Absolutely, man. Um, well, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Um, perhaps we could like talk again uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, for sure, man. Cool. Well, thank you, Oliver. Uh, it's really it's an honor to have you on. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate your time too. And uh, keep up the good art. I'll scope in you a little bit for our phone call. I, you know, fucking Instagram's algorithms are crazy, but <laughs> you know, your work's really cool, man. I can see how like you broke through that thing like with that acid because like uh, you you can get so sucked into your page like you're looking at it through a microscope and. I mean, I know, I kind of know where your brain's been with that stuff, so, like, I, I dig it and get it, and it's really cool, so. Oh, cool. Up, man. Thank you so, so much. I, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, take care, man. Take care, Oliver. See you around on the internet. Will do, yeah. See you around, Oliver. Thank you. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Thank you for listening. Uh, Again, that's Oliver Hybert. If you want to find him, he's on Instagram, and he has a website. Um, You can also find his work at Bonnaroo this year. Um, My Instagram is spaceorca, and this Instagram is processed. So I suggest following uh, processed or or spaceorca if you're interested in hearing more conversations like this. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Love you.